There are three specific points that I want to briefly highlight in connection with the the epic ayat, these powerful verses that we just heard. The first one is a teaching moment when Allah asks Prophet Musa what is in your right hand? This is not a question that's being asked in order for Allah to receive new information. It's a teaching moment. This is a teaching method. And you find the Prophet doing this in different uh, stories, different examples with the Sahaba where he asks them, for example, a question, and then they may respond with what they think. They may respond by saying, Allah and His Messenger know best. It's, it's uh, uh, a teaching mechanism. This is a teaching moment when Allah asks Prophet Musa what is in Musa? What is in your right hand, O Musa? Allah already knows, but Allah is teaching us something, especially for us when we're talking to youngsters, if it's as a teacher, if it's as a parent. Sometimes it can be good for us to ask them questions in order to draw them in, in order to make them a part of the conversation. And they can maybe it'll be more effective in terms of helping them to get to the point you want them to understand by asking them that question. When Allah asks Prophet Musa, what is in your right hand? Look at the response of Prophet Musa. He, he could have just said that this is my stick, but he elaborates, he elaborates, he elaborates, and then he cuts it short. Allah then tells him to throw it, so he does. Now, there's a lot of wisdom that we can derive from this. That staff for Prophet Musa السلام, as a shepherd for a decade, for many years, he's, he's going to be familiar with every, every detail of that stick. He's going to be an expert in that. It's kind of like if someone has a car, whatever, say for 10 years, you're going to be very familiar with different ins and outs of that car. It could be related to the upholstery, the glove compartment, the trunk, whatever. You become more familiar with anything when you spend more time with it. So he, he already knew everything there was to know from the human perspective regarding this stick. Allah asks him this question and then you find him excited to respond. And he mentions a couple things about it and then he, and then he kind of cuts it there. Allah tells him to throw it. So when he throws it, and then all of a sudden it turns into this moving serpent, this moving snake. You can imagine how for that to happen, period, in and of itself is extremely shocking. When it's your staff that you know everything about for 10 years, all of a sudden it becomes this giant living thing. And also keep in mind who Prophet Musa is. Prophet Musa, he's, he's very tall. He's very strong. He has a very strong personality. There was a very human reaction. Allah's teaching him so many things contained within these ayat, one step at a time. So he, he becomes afraid, so he flees, and then Allah calls him back and says, go pick it up and it'll return to, it, to what it was initially. That's exactly what happened. And then Allah Allah's showing him who he is, who Allah is. So first Allah shows him this incredible thing. First, the fact that this inanimate object, this staff, turns into a moving snake, a living snake. And then it also goes back into this inanimate object, both happening within moments of each other, is, is beyond mind-blowing. 
And then Allah takes it a step further. What do you use to hold that staff that this miracle just happened with your hand? So then Allah brings it even closer to him. First the staff, and then something in direct connection to him, himself. So Allah tells him, put your hand under your arm and then take it out. And Prophet Musa had dark skin, salam. So he brings it out and it's white and it's... So it's Allah changed it from what it was to something different. And then Allah changed it back again. So first Allah showed him a miracle that was extremely close to him. And then Allah showed him another miracle that was even closer to him. It was part of himself, part of his own body. Then Allah tells him, اذهب إلى فرعون إنه طه. Allah could have told him that from the beginning. Go to Fir'aun. He's been doing way too much for way too long. He has transgressed all bounds if you want to translate it in Shakespeare. اذهب إلى فرعون إنه طه. First, Allah showed Prophet Musa who he is to show this is the one who's commanding you to go to Fir'aun. Bear in mind, he was raised, Musa was raised in the palace of Fir'aun. So he must have grown up seeing a whole lot of issues and taking mental notes that if I ever end up in a position like that, I know what not to do, for example. Eventually, Allah shows him one miracle after another, and then Allah commands him, go to Fir'aun. He's completely corrupt. Look at Prophet Musa's response and we'll conclude with this. Allah gained his trust by showing him those miracles. Allah showed him just a tiny glimpse of his power before he gave him that command. So that trust was established and Allah also built Musa's confidence in him. This is who I am. This is a very small example of what I can do. Then Allah tells him, go to Fir'aun. اِذْهَبْ إِلَى فِرْعَوْنَ His immediate response is something internal. His immediate response is within himself. قَالَ رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي He said, my Lord, expand for me my chest, i.e. confidence. وَيَسِرْ لِي أَمْرِي And make, make this affair, make this situation what you commanded me to do. Make it easy for me. And remove the knot from my tongue. He had a speech impediment, alayhi salam. Yafqahu qawli. And make him understand what I'm trying to convey. And there's more that's mentioned after this. The last thing that I want to conclude with. So he asks Allah for one, two, three, four, five, six. He's asking and asking. So we should ask as well. We should ask and ask and ask and ask. The specific point that I want to extract from this, the part when he asks Allah, to give him support through Harun. As tall as he is, as strong as he is, as strong as his personality is, no one can go it alone. Within this, imagine what he just experienced and he's asking Allah, he didn't forget about his brother, who he, he may not have seen in however many years. He asks Allah for support because he knows the talent that Harun has, the skill set that he has. He has this unique eloquence. Ya Allah, I need support. I can't do this alone. I need support. I need him to help me as well. He asked Allah for... These are pretty epic things that he's asking Allah for. And then Allah's response, Qala qad ya Musa. Allah gave it to him. Because for Allah, it's that easy. Allah says, Kun fayakun. 
the response that Musa had السلام, was one of introspection and one of responsibility. Ya Allah, give me confidence, help me in this way, in this way, in this way, in this way, in this way. Allah says, okay. And we know the, how the story ended up unfolding. When we go through these different ayat, when we go through these different stories in the Qur'an, especially that of Musa, we're supposed to reflect, okay, how can, what kind of fruit can I take from this tree that I can benefit from now, that I can reflect on in my life? How can I benefit from this? Through doing that, Allah will give us more and more and more fruit over time. Through that expression of gratitude, we ask Allah to make us people of Qur'an, we ask Allah to help us to follow in the footsteps of Prophet Musa and we ask Allah to protect us from being like Fir'aun, Amin, Rabbil Alameen, Wa Akhiru Da'wan, Alhamdulillah,